mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, welcome to 2024. As the calendar turns to a new year, we revisit some of the most memorable sounds of the last one. Also this morning, after reaching heights not seen in decades, could this year represent a turning point for interest rates? And what would that mean for both spenders and savers? To your help this morning, just because we're out of the holiday season danger zone for your heart doesn't mean it's any less important to pay attention to your ticker. And happening around town, the Fort Findlay Playhouse is following up their special holiday radio play with the world premiere of an original drama, Finding Home. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. you had a uh, uh, Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, It is good to be back after almost two weeks, (laughs) almost two weeks off uh, for the uh, holiday. And I hope you enjoyed it because the the next big holiday that I think most of us will uh, get off doesn't happen until May, until Memorial Day. I mean, maybe you get President's Day off, maybe you get uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, off and and things like that. But most of us, uh, I think... uh, you know, unless you're a government worker or banker or something like that, um, probably don't get many more days off, if any more days. I think our uh, next uh, company holiday is Memorial Day. So that's it for the next uh, several months. So hope you enjoyed it. We have our first research from the file of duh of 2024 here. Researchers have finally determined that a dog's love helps everyone. (laughs) His research out of the University of British Columbia in Canada, uh, they wanted to find out if uh, men and women and those of other genders, identify as whatever, um, wanted to find if everyone equally benefited from canine therapy. So they had uh, nearly 200 participants uh, report their feelings before and after canine therapy, and the results showed improvements in the feelings of well-being and lowered levels of loneliness and homesickness across the board. Groundbreaking research. They go on to say the impact was seen regardless of a participant's gender or any other uh, measurable factors. In light of previous studies that note participants were predominantly women, our sampling of men, gender-fluid, and two-spirit participants, (laughs) love the way they put that, furthers our understanding that the efficacy of dog interventions does not appear to be gender-dependent. So... Long and short of it, uh, everybody loves the love of a good dog. That's that's the uh, that's the research. So thank goodness we now have a, f- a, a official research on this. <laughs> it is our. Did, w- did anyone question uh, whether uh, the love of a good dog, man's best friend, was good for men just like it is for women? I mean, was there was this a big controversy? In the uh, scientific community? Apparently so. But now we have settled uh, that question. So uh, now that the new year is here, have you made a New Year's resolution? Um, exercise. Very popular New Year's resolution. Uh, every year. Some people do this every year. How <laughs> to get more exercise and then forget about it. And, and uh, Well, if you are... Uh, planning to, if you have resolved to get into better shape, to exercise more in 2024, uh, take note of this. You want to focus, now if you're a man, I know about women, but for men, uh, exercise experts say 2024 will be the year of men's backsides. So forget about your your pecs and, you know, your, now all of that. Focus on your Gluteus Maximus. More men have been embracing big behinds and seek to maximize gains in their glutes. Demand for slim, figure-hugging pants 
is up by 55%, according to data from the men's fashion brand Roan. More guys, they say, are looking to build the strength and size of their gluteus maximus. Um, and one Olympic trainer, speaking on behalf of the company, says you can hide a lack of abs, but you can't hide if you have a pancake butt. So well, those are words to live by right there. Focus on your... Uh, and they do say that there is a practical... Uh, reason for this too aesthetics aside a strong booty uh, can better support the lower back so less lower back pain so. <laughs> all right there you go now you know what to focus on we're planning on uh, getting more exercise uh, in 2024 did you hear about this boy what a new year's gift one ticket holder from michigan won the $842 million Powerball on New Year's Day. That's the way to start off 2024. So I don't know if the winner has been identified yet. Is Do we know that it's someone from Michigan? I mean, it's uh, it says the player purchased the ticket about 60 miles from Detroit in Grand Blanc, Michigan, which is not that far away. So... The winner may be in our listening audience this morning. Who knows? Kind of interesting. It was the first time in the history of the Powerball that someone won the grand prize on January 1st, on New Year's Day. Um, In the game's history, seven Powerball winners have been from Michigan. If the as-yet-unnamed winner takes the lump sum. They will take home, take home $425.2 million. Uh, there were a couple of other uh, $2 million winners, one in Texas, one in Florida, but the grand prize winner on New Year's Day uh, from Grand Blanc, Michigan, $842 million jackpot. That's the way to start the new year on a, uh, on a happy note. And speaking of lotteries, did you hear this story? I... Uh, heard about this uh, over the weekend. A a woman in Germany uh, picked one out over the weekend. I heard it. Well, I guess it would have been yesterday that I I saw this uh, story. I mean, been off for two weeks. So uh, it uh, or almost two weeks. All all the days blend together. (laughs) Got a taste of what it will be like to be retired over the past couple of weeks. But anyway, um, I saw this story. I digress. Saw the story out of Germany where a woman picked up $110,000 or the German equivalent of about $110,000 after finding an old lottery ticket while cleaning up her house for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Happy holidays, right? Uh, The woman tells local news reporters there in Germany that she had bought the lucky ticket back in 2021, put it in a desk drawer, and then forgot all about it. It turns out uh, she is not alone. Um, Officials in Germany say that there are still $600,000 worth of tickets from 2021, winning tickets from 2021 that have yet to be claimed. And uh, they had to be claimed claimed by the end of the year. Is that last year, end of 2023? So fortunately, this woman... Uh, found hers while she was cleaning up for Christmas because if she had found it while she was cleaning up for New Year's, it would have been worthless. So um, they talk about all of the tickets that have yet to be claimed from 2021. This one is the only six-figure prize that has gone so long before being claimed. So, (laughs) But again, a nice little Christmas gift there. Uh, That's the way to start the holiday season. Start off the new year. Let me see here. Um, this is kind of kind of interesting. Among the uh, first things you need to know, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. A new analysis has discovered the happiest state in America is South Dakota. South Dakota. Twenty four percent of adults in that state say that they suffer from. An anxiety or depressive disorder, just 24%. That's very high, as one in four. But that is the least number of any state. Hence, the title of happiest state in America, South Dakota. 
Uh, South Carolina, Delaware, Wisconsin, also on the happy list. Conversely, the unhappiest state, West Virginia. Almost 40% of adults have an anxiety or depressive disorder in that state. Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Kentucky among the top five depressed states. Uh, It says happier states seem to report higher life expectancy rates, better sleep, more physical activity, and the majority of happy Americans appear to be in the central or eastern parts of the continental United States. Although, that being said, the write-up does not show where Ohio ranks. I could not find a top-to-bottom list, just, you know, the tops and and bottoms of the list in the write-up. But we are probably closer to the bottom than the top. Uh, What I did see is that a little over 30% of adults in the Buckeye State are dealing with a depressive disorder. So higher than the happiest state, 24%. Not as high as the unhappiest state, West Virginia, at 40%. So we're right there in the middle. The happiest states in the uh, country. If you want to be happy, move to uh, South Dakota, I guess. The moral of that story. And do not, whatever you do, do not move to West Virginia is what I <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. And finally, among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories, and this may be this day's news of most lasting significance, as the late Paul Harvey used to say. A medical discovery out of the University of California, San Diego, could mean the end of of acne you heard that right researchers say that they have created a vaccine that reduces inflammation targeting the bacterial enzyme that causes acne it's a big issue as many as 70 to 80 percent of people develop acne at some point in their lives usually in the teen years uc san diego researchers think their vaccination could hit the market in the next five to ten years could be the end of acne. Big, big news. If nothing else happens in 2024, then I would say scientifically, this year has been a success. If that's the only scientific breakthrough we get all year, I think we're doing pretty good. (laughs) There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchak. Your WTOL 11 weather, mostly cloudy today, a high around 35 cloudy tonight, uh, low in the upper 20s. A man who wounded two men in a shooting in Finley last April is heading to prison. 21-year-old Isaiah Moore was sentenced to six to nine years in prison during a sentencing hearing in Hancock County Common Pleas Court in Finley. In November, Moore pleaded guilty to two counts of felonious assault, a second-degree felony in connection with the April 8th shooting at a building on East Front Street that wounded two men. Two men who were shot were treated at Blanchard Valley Hospital and are still recovering from their injuries. Get more on our website. Health officials say flu activity in Ohio is high and there's a surge of flu cases and hospitalizations across the country. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says flu activity is high or very high in two-thirds of the country right now. Health officials are encouraging people to get a flu shot. They say it's not too late to get one. And if you do get sick, see a doctor to get a prescription for an antiviral flu medication. I'm Clay Gordon. Ohio Treasurer Robert Sprague of Finley has started a new program called Ohio Homebuyer Plus that will help Ohioans save for a down payment. Essentially, it's a savings account designed to encourage home ownership. It works by giving qualified home buyers a savings account with a higher interest rate so your money grows faster to put down a down payment on a new home. The interest rates today might be 4 or 5% that you can get at a, you know, for a savings account or for a CD. We might be able to augment that anywhere from 1% to 4% depending on the interest rate conditions. You must be an Ohio resident and your savings can exceed $100,000. Onan's Kevin Landers reporting. Blanchard Valley Health System says the first baby of 2024 was delivered at Blanchard Valley Hospital at 9.46 a.m. on Monday, January 1st. The hospital says Reagan and Austin Hendren of North Baltimore welcomed a little boy, Jackson, into the world. Congratulations to the Hendrens. You can see a picture of the proud parents and their newborn in the story on our website. 
And don't forget, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, you know, they say you can't get where you're going unless you know where you've been. And so as we turn the calendar to 2024... We thought this morning we would revisit some of the most memorable sounds of the past year. And boy, it sure did not take long for 2023 to make its mark. No good! He hooked it! And Georgia is going to survive! At the stroke of midnight, the first few seconds of 2023, Ohio State falls one kick short. Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he is in critical condition. They keep demanding more extreme policies as a condition to do their job and keep the government open. Speaker McCarthy and the president made a deal, and all we're asking is that they live up to that deal. This promise that he made with Biden, what about the promise we made to the American public that we were going to be responsible Americans? You know what, if somebody wants to remove because I want to be the adult in the room, go ahead and try. To do that job for anyone, you have to get rid of the motion to vacate because it puts whoever the speaker is in uh, a hammerlock of dysfunction. An ROV, a remote-operated vehicle, discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic. A vote for Donald Trump may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. We need to turn thoughts and prayers into real actions and solutions. He didn't build the wall and Mexico sure didn't pay for it because you would not have been able to have 8 million people come in illegally if we had a fully constructed wall. He also said he would drain the swamp and yet the swamp is more powerful than ever. The radical left Democrats rigged the presidential election of 2020 and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024. This case has a lot of bias. And we need to really keep that kind of stuff out of the court system. You know, there are rules for a reason. They say the economy's getting better and I'm still paying more at the grocery store. The gas prices. The more people see him out and people are realizing he can't speak, he's tripping on himself. I know a number of highly functioning septuagenarians who are are quite capable of performing their duties. More than anything, we need to change the poisonous atmosphere in Washington. You know, we have strong disagreements, but we need to stop seeing each other as enemies. They have not laid a glove on President Biden, and they have no evidence of him committing any offense, much less an impeachable offense. Every single Republican unanimously blocked movement on this Ukraine package until we deal with the southern border. Our support for Israel remains and and is steadfast as they conduct their ground operations in Gaza, targeting Hamas leadership and Hamas fighters. We've seen a record-setting spike in anti-Semitism. We continue to press and expect for additional Americans will be released as well. And we will not stop working until every hostage is returned to their loved ones. What we saw was the utter devastation of Lahaina. It's not a safe um, place for you to be. If you have travel plans to Maui, uh, we ask that you postpone it or cancel it. We are committed to winning an agreement with the big three that reflects the incredible sacrifice and contributions UAW members have made to these companies. We will fight until we win! I think the UAW gave up an incredible amount back when the automobile industry was going under. And I think that now that the industry is roaring back, they should participate in the the benefit. The auto workers are being sold down the river by their leadership and their leadership should endorse Trump. Actors deserve a contract that reflects the changes that have taken place in the industry. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. The criminal complaint alleges that for over 40 years, Rocha acted as a covert agent of the Cuban government. And a few months of good data are only the beginning of what it will take to build confidence that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our goal. If you got a 30-year mortgage at 3% interest, you're not going to sell that house and go out and get a new 
loan for 7 or 8% interest. The casino giant now saying hackers breached their firewalls and hijacked critical data. So I'll be the first person to get expelled from Congress without a conviction or without committing treason. I fundamentally believe uh, he's unfit to serve in public office, uh, whether it was dog catcher in his local community or here in the halls of Congress. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. But now it is time to pursue my passion in a new arena. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. The Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. The Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. Back to back, man. You do not see this in college football. But the Georgia Bulldogs bludgeoned their way to back to back. It's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series! Hurley and the Huskies have their dreams come true. Wasting away again in Margarita. Okay, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. There was always something genuine about Mrs. Carter. My mother was the glue that held our family together. Diane was a trailblazer in her beloved home state of California. And our entire nation are better for her dogged advocacy and diligent service. Saturday O'Connor was a pioneer in her own right. If I had to do it over again, I would do again substantially the same way which may make me unreconstructed and maybe one reason why I'm at peace with myself. Certainly was a memorable year, 2023, and buckle up, because 2024 is sure to be quite a ride as well. So now to our cover story this morning. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates four times in 2023, this after jacking them seven times the year before, marking the fastest pace of rate increases in four decades. That in turn triggered record high rates for credit cards and home equity lines of credit, a 23-year high on mortgage rates, and the highest new car loan rates in 16 years. But 2024 may represent a turning point. Bankrate Chief Financial Analyst Greg McBride joins us with what to expect in the coming year. And Greg, first off, thanks for joining us again. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. So first off, these 11 rate hikes over the past two years, can we say now that they have had the desired effect? I mean, inflation has come down, but given the unique factors that triggered the run-up in prices in the first place, I remember asking the question when these rate hikes started, will conventional strategies work to counter a most unconventional problem? So I guess what I'm wondering is, do we now have enough evidence to render that verdict? Yes, I would say it's been a uh, a key component of, of getting inflation to where it is now from where it had been. Mm-hmm. It's not the sole factor. Uh, you know, a lot of that inflation was initially spurred by supply chain constraints, right. uh, which, you know, those have since been cured. Um, so that was a, a part of it, too. And But what the Federal Reserve has done with interest rates is really address the demand side. They can't take care of the supply side. So I think between the two, yeah. uh, you've, you've, you've seen the desired effect of inflation coming back down closer to the targeted level. The job is not done, and that's one that the Fed themselves will, you know, has been saying repeatedly. Right. Um, so I think it's maybe a little early for the victory lap, but uh, we're, things are definitely moving in the right direction. That is a good point. Inflation is not quite back down to that 2% target, and yet the prevailing thought is that we are going to see rate cuts in 2024. Well, uh, if inflation is still too high, why would the Fed cut rates? Well, inflation is expected to continue to moderate. Uh, now, there's you know some differing opinions as to how quickly that's going to happen. Uh, but as inflation continues to, to moderate, 
that then gives the Fed the, the latitude to start cutting interest rates. Because if inflation continues to decline and they don't cut interest rates, that's akin to tightening policy even tighter. Because on an after-inflation basis, interest rates would actually be going up in that scenario. So to mm. prevent that, as inflation comes down, they will trim interest rates basically to keep what's known as real interest rates, uh, the after-inflation cost of money, yeah. to keep that the same so that it's not tightening the screws on the economy even further. Now, a lot of people viewed those rising rates coupled with inflation as sort of a double whammy, and understandably so. But on the other side, as we have often pointed out, rising rates uh, may be hard on spenders, but can be good for savers. And to that end, you look at 2023, it was a pretty good year. It was. I mean, I will say that, you know, the the higher rates and and, and inflation, uh, you know, are still a consideration on the savings side, too. Uh, you know, in 2022, when rates were going up, but they were still well below inflation, that wasn't a good year for savers. Right. 2023 was really the turnaround there where rates kept going up and inflation started coming down. And so now, if you're shopping around for savings accounts, and certificates of deposit and getting competitive returns, you're earning well in excess of inflation. And that's the first time we've been able to say that consistently uh, for you know 15 years or so. Uh, and I think that's going to persist in 2024. Even though we do expect uh, interest rates to ease a bit, we've already seen some of those CD yields peak and start to, to you know back up a little bit. Uh, if inflation continues to decline on an after-inflation basis, you're still going to be well ahead of the game on, on savings. It's going to be another good year for savers. But like the difference between gross pay and net pay, you got to look at your returns in mm-hmm. the context of inflation. That's really the, the, that's really the way to measure. Yeah. So that kind of leads us to uh, this outlook for 2024. With all of this said, kind of this is where we've been. This is where we are now. Lay out your forecast for the coming year. What are we most likely to see, and on what kind of timeline? And we'll start with. Uh, again, the the spenders, the mortgage, home equity, credit cards, auto loans, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think borrowing rates will ease off a bit this year. Uh, you know, I think for the most of those products, home equity, credit cards, uh, even auto loans, I think that's going to be tilted more toward the back half of the year, uh, which is when I see the Federal Reserve starting to cut rates. I only have them cutting rates twice this year. Uh, market expectations are calling for much, much more than that. But I think inflation is going to be a little bit stubborn coming down, and that's going to limit how much they can cut rates. Uh, mortgage rates, uh, they've been pulling back in recent weeks. Uh, I think that will continue to be a bit of a bumpy journey on the way down. Uh, but I think, you know, generally the, the, their downtrend in mortgage rates will, will continue this year. But this context is important. Interest rates took the elevator going up. They're going to take the stairs coming down. So, yes, we're talking about interest rates pulling back a little bit. But we're still going to be in a high interest rate environment, even this time next year. So what does that mean for those who are either uh, in situations now where they're in a high interest rate uh, loan product of some kind, uh, or for those who might be looking for uh, one of those things in the coming year? What do what what strategies or are is there a strategy? Well, I, I think 2024 is going to be uh, even better for that because it's not an environment where you're stuck with a high rate and rates are going up, right? Yeah. You know, there, you know, you, you know, where there's nowhere to turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year there will be places to turn because as interest rates come down, uh, and particularly if the economy averts a recession and we get that soft landing, if the economy continues to grow uh, and uh, interest rates are coming down you're going to see a lot more competition among lenders. So you may see uh, a wider disparity of deals that are available. So that home equity line of credit that's ratcheted so much higher over the past couple of years, you may spot another lender with a a, a deal as the year progresses that gives you the opportunity to refinance out of a double-digit rate uh, into a lower promotional rate. Uh, The 0% balance transfer offers on credit cards, they're still out there. They still last as long as 21 months. Uh, and as long as the economy, uh, you know, averts a recession, I think that continues this year. So that's a great pathway to getting out of credit card debt. Uh, and with car loans, uh, there's a wide disparity in rates. You got to shop around. If, if we continue to see 
the economy grow while interest rates come down, you're going to see some more deals on, on car loans for those that have good credit. I think the biggest step a lot of borrowers can take in that realm is if you are improving your credit, that's the best way to, to put yourself in a position where you're going to get a significantly lower rate than what you may have borrowed at over the past couple yeah. of years. And what about savers in the coming years? You were, you were kind of uh, alluding to, have we seen a peak in terms of the, the savings rate? Are we not going to see as, uh, as strong a returns on savings uh, in 2024? Yeah, we have seen the peak. Um, if you've had your eye on a certificate of the deposit, I would lock that in now. I mean, I don't, I don't see those terms improving as, as the year progresses. Now right. would be the time to lock that in. Uh, but I, I still think, you know, for something like a savings account, uh, you know, if you're putting your money in an online savings account where you're, you're earning in the neighborhood of, you know, 5% or so, uh, even as those rates come down, it's still going to be well ahead of the rate of inflation. So it's going to be another good year for savers. The numbers are just going to look a little bit different as the year progresses. You're not going to see those uh, five or five and a half percent rates on savings accounts. Instead, it'll be more like four and a half percent towards the end of the year. But it's still going to be well ahead of inflation. And savings is never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing to save money. So uh, in that respect, uh, nothing has changed there. Again, Bankrate Chief Financial Analyst Greg McBride with us this morning. What to expect financially in the coming year? We've got a link on our webpage for more information from their uh, interest rate forecast for 2024. Greg, as always, thanks very much for taking the time, putting all of this in perspective for us. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Chris. Thanks so much. Well, you remember ahead of the holiday, we were talking about the fact that more fatal heart attacks occur in the week between Christmas and New Year's than at any other time of the year. Well, just because we are out of that danger zone now, that doesn't mean that you no longer have to pay attention to this. To your health this morning, American Heart Association volunteer expert Dr. Glenn Levine is with us. And folks may remember we mentioned this survey on heart health. Dr. Levine, kind of refresh our memories on some of the data uh, from that survey. Yeah, the survey is amazing in that uh, people are more stressed out about the holidays than they are even about taxes. Yeah. And the other interesting thing from the survey is that people focus um, more on others and forget about focusing on themselves. Mm-hmm. So I hope all your listeners were able to uh, spend a little bit of me time and actually enjoy the holiday rather than just trying to get through the holiday. The ironic thing in that survey, people find uh, the holidays more stressful than tax time. And once we get through the holidays, we segue right into uh, right into tax time. So here here we go again in that sense. Um, and, and one of the things that we point out is that the stresses we experience during the holiday have year-round implications uh, on our heart health. Yeah, what people need to remember is that psychological stress actually is a risk factor for uh, heart disease, and the more stressed people are, the more likely they are down the road to have heart attacks or other uh, cardiac complications. So we pay a lot of attention to uh, not only the standard risk factors for heart disease, but stress itself as well. Now... What are some of the, and again, we were talking about some of this in the lead up to the holidays, some of the heart healthy habits uh, that people should keep in mind as they're going through the season. But again, these are good things, good habits to get into year round because it's not like stress is going away anytime soon. So talk a little bit about some of those heart healthy habits that people should make sure to keep up on even beyond the Christmas season. Yeah, a lot of this focuses on moderation, uh, eating healthy, and when uh, you may go out for a meal where you may not eat perfectly healthy, it's really not all or none. It's not either perfectly healthy food or perfectly unhealthy food. Just do things in moderation. Eat a little bit more fruits and vegetables on your plate. The same with alcohol. The same with uh, exercise. People set um, sometimes too ambitious uh, plans to go to the gym or get in shape that are really hard to fulfill and they get disappointed. Set a modest goal of 20 minutes of walking or light uh, exercise uh, five times a week. That's much easier to fulfill. And pay attention to things like getting enough uh, uh, sleep, 
and giving yourself a little bit of me time to deal with any stressors that you have. Obviously, managing stress is a real important thing, and there are any number of of strategies for that, but the bottom line is whatever works for you, doing what you can to manage that stress is uh, immensely important, as you were saying. Yeah, that's a great point, Chris. Everyone has their own way of dealing with it, uh, whether it's going for a walk or engaging in exercise, meditating, journaling, or reading. But the key thing is to recognize that we all have stress and to recognize when we're feeling stressed and just have a strategy that works for you to ameliorating or decreasing some of that stress. And then just like during the holiday season, we're talking about finding that balance between all of the commitments, all of the things that we have to do. Uh, the same holds true the rest of the year, balancing our commitments, balancing work and life, and uh, making sure that we are managing uh, that balance properly uh, while making time for ourselves. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Again, we um, while we always want to be good to our family and friends. We also want to recognize you want to take a little bit of me time every day, maybe even just 20 minutes to focus on your own uh, health and happiness. Family, friends, co-workers, all of that, sometimes a little distance is a good thing. All important reminders, again, just because we're out of the holiday season and we talk about uh, this during the holidays, we want to remember it year-round because obviously this is uh, of uh, utmost importance. Again, uh, Dr. Glenn Levine with us from the American Heart Association, volunteer expert with the American Heart Association with us this morning. Uh, the Heart Association website is a great source of information for tips and advice and uh, some of the practices that we can put in place to make sure that we are paying attention to our heart health, right? Yeah, the American Heart Association has a great uh, website on managing stress as well as many other things. And the website address is heart.org backslash stress. Dr. Levine, thanks very much for taking the time. Happy New Year. Great. Happy New Year to you too, Chris. You're listening to Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. And now, the first uh, broken news report of the new year. And where else would we begin but Florida? Where, where Christopher Worrell of Naples has been accused of faking an overdose to avoid a court sentencing. <laughs> that seems rather extreme, doesn't it? Um, apparently, Mr. Worrell was facing time for his role in the uh, riot at the Capitol uh, January 6th, a couple of years ago, but ended up in the hospital for five days when FBI agents went to arrest him at his home They found him unresponsive and uh, lying next to a bottle of medication. Uh, They performed what they thought were life-saving procedures and transported Mr. Worrell to the hospital, according to the uh, court filing. Uh, What they come to find out was that he had pretended to have a medical emergency as a delay tactic to stall the government's investigation. (laughs) They uh, later found night vision goggles, a bag with camping gear, and $4,000 in cash in his home, and they surmised that Mr. Worrell uh, never intended to return to face sentencing before the court, that he planned to bolt from the hospital and disappear. <laughs> uh, sounds like a brilliant plan, almost as brilliant as uh, raiding the Capitol in the first place, but... <laughs> When will when will people learn? It apparently 2024 will not be the year that people learn that that trying to run only makes things worse. It, it generally does not improve your uh, legal situation there. Elsewhere in the broken news this morning, a woman, did you hear about this? This is the first dumb lawsuit of the new year. A woman is suing Hershey Company for false advertising over the graphic images that appear on Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, uh, the seasonal Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
specifically the Halloween pumpkins, the Reese's Halloween pumpkins. The packaging shows a face on the pumpkin-shaped chocolate, uh, but in reality, the actual candy does not have the jack-o'-lantern face cut out of the chocolate. Uh, So Cynthia Kelly is suing for $5 million because the pumpkins don't have the uh, face on. She says that uh, she would not have bought the uh, candies if she knew that they didn't have the face carved out of them. Uh, The uh, class action suit also calls out details of other candies like Reese's White Pumpkins, Reese's Pieces Pumpkins, and Reese's Peanut Butter Footballs, which she claims look more like eggs, which they do sell uh, Reese's eggs at at Easter. And uh, she says that the uh, footballs are nothing more than repackaged eggs. The lawsuit also uh, features YouTube links of people describing their shock when unwrapping the candies that don't look anything like what's on the wrapper. Five million dollars. He's suing them. All right. Uh, In other broken news, (laughs) a North Carolina man has been arrested for allegedly attempting to throw a McDonald's employee into a fryer for disrespecting his wife. A North Carolina man has been arrested for allegedly attempting to throw a McDonald's employee into a fryer for disrespecting his wife. Dwayne Waden. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Waden has been charged with assault in connection with the incident in High Point, North Carolina. He apparently arrived at the fast food joint to help his wife, who is a manager in training. She claims that she called her husband to help handle employees who were being disrespectful. And so he decided to handle the situation by trying to throw an employee into a fryer. Police allege that uh, Mr. Waden walked around the counter, placed his hands around the neck of the victim, and pushed his head toward the deep fryer. Fortunately, other employees were able to pull him off the victim, um, or else that could have ended uh, much, uh, much worse. Um, there is no word on whether Mr. Waden is still employed at his job as a church pastor. <laughs> He's the pastor of a church. <laughs> there, there in High Point, North Carolina. <laughs> uh, at least he was. I'm not sure if he still is. There's a good chance that he is going to be uh, relieved. <laughs> Of that particular duty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, this may be our dumb criminal of the day. Our first dumb criminal of the year, notwithstanding the guy who faked an overdose to avoid his court sentencing. Police in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, say a burglary suspect was arrested as he tried to leave the scene of the crime in an Uber. It happened at Blue Sky Plumbing, where a 911 caller reported seeing a hole in the fence and saw a man stealing tools on a surveillance camera. The suspect reportedly called an Uber, but was confronted by police before he could leave. (laughs) The police got there before his Uber did. Uh, Officers say they found more than $8,000 worth of tools when they searched his backpack. He now faces a felony burglary charge. (laughs) And I wonder if he still owes the uh, driver of the Uber for the uh, ride, even though police were generous enough to uh, give him a ride of their own. Um, I mean, once you you call an Uber, you're on the hook for the uh, fare, whether you take the ride or not. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, in the broken news this morning, this is a story with a happy ending. You remember the Burger King worker who received a little goodie bag for 27 years of work? This was several months ago. I don't remember how long ago this was, but I remember this story going viral 
where this guy has worked at Burger King for 27 years and in recognition of nearly three decades with the company, they gave him a goodie bag with a coffee coffee cup and some pens, and that was his thank you for 27 years. Seemed uh, rather underwhelming. Well, his daughter, Kevin Ford was his name, his daughter started a GoFundMe for her dad, and sympathetic uh, people on the internet raised $440,000. $440,000. And now uh, they report that with the money, Mr. Ford has purchased his first home there in Nevada where he lives. Uh, he said in a statement, I just want to thank everyone for being part of this miracle. So that is awesome. Four hundred forty thousand dollars there you go uh that is uh, today's broken news report an update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming when local news breaks you can hear about it on social media at lightning speed and while getting you the information fast is important wfin will always present the story only after verifying with actual sourced facts this is WFIN News Director Matt Demchek. Trust the voice that's been covering the news in Finley and Hancock County for more than 80 years. You can depend on us to get the story right every time on social media, 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and at 95.5 FM. And now your daily download to the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. And on that point... This is kind of interesting. Uh, did you make a New Year's resolution this year? According to a new survey of 2,000 adults, this appears to be another tradition that is rapidly becoming obsolete. About 55% of Americans say they are ditching New Year's resolutions this year. Millennials, in particular, say they are done with that tradition. They're just not doing it. And the reason why, 52% of those in the survey say they gave up on their goals by March. So if you're not going to follow through, why bother? Only 5% stuck with their resolutions for the entire year in 2023. And those numbers are pretty typical. Uh, 34% say that making a resolution feels like a chore. Who wants that? 40% say they feel too pressured, and that's why they give up. 34% say they don't create lasting change. Obviously, if we give give them up by March. Now, that's not to say that people are no longer setting goals. Goal setting is important. 52% say they plan on setting goals in 2024, but the respondents found that New Year's resolutions in particular are unrealistic. And a lot of Experts will say that New Year's is not the best time to make a resolution. Maybe you do it, you know, some other point around your birthday or something like that. Uh, But around the first of the year is just not realistic. So apparently we're catching on to that and just not making New Year's resolutions. I think a lot of people, and this is me, I fall into this category, have in the past, I didn't make a New Year's resolution per se this year, but in years past, I always like to set a goal knowing that I'm not going to reach it, but, you know, this is what I want to do at some point during the year. You know what I mean? So whether it is a, uh, but it should not feel like a chore. Of those, I thought this was kind of interesting too, a uh, separate survey of 2,000 adults and their kids find that 25% of parents use New Year's Eve as a moment to start fresh with respect to their families and trying to set goals for their families, including their kids. So parents setting goals for their kids. About half of mothers and one-third of fathers have set a parenting-related goal. Common ones include cultivating patience, (laughs) spending less time on their phone, less screen time, 70% of children's goals relate to school performance and academics. And uh, again, here again, one expert says, and this is uh, Sarah Clark from CS Mott Children's Hospital, 
says uh, milestone occasions. If not the start of a new calendar year, but maybe the start of a school year, which obviously we're past that, but maybe the start of the second half of a school year after uh, winter break, Christmas break. These are the times that present families with opportunities for self-reflection and motivation to improve an area of physical and emotional health. Um, Again, you might want to try around a birthday or something like that. But uh, I just found that to, to be rather interesting. 55% of Americans say they are just ditching the idea of a New Year's resolution altogether. So if you did not make a goal for the new year, if you did not set a grand goal for the new year, you're in pretty good company, as it turns out. Maybe you make that your goal this year, to not worry yourself sick over a New Year's resolution. That sounds like a New Year's resolution that I could actually keep. So when we last spoke with the folks of the Fort Finley Playhouse, we were preparing for their special holiday radio play production of It's a Wonderful Life. So how do you follow follow up something as big as that? Well, with a world premiere of an original drama, it is called Finding Home, and uh, author and director Tim Frost is uh, with us in the uh, studio this morning. So they let you uh, direct it, which seems fair. I mean, if you <laughs> if you write it, they should let you uh, at least direct. Uh, this is actually a second stage uh, production. For those who are not familiar, what's the what's the difference? What is the delineation of a second stage production? Well, sure. Well, uh, first off, thank you for letting me come on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, second off, the second stage production, so what that means is um, for any uh, new works that are done at the Playhouse or, or anything that is outside of the regular um, friendly family entertainment, that sort of thing, we Mm -hmm. put as a second stage production. So that way, any of our patrons that buy regular seasons that um, may not um, always go to a drama or or those kinds of things or Mm -hmm. partake in more of the, um, I'll I'll, I'll say, uh, different or extreme type of shows, Mm -hmm. that's not a part of their regular cost package. So we can explore different avenues. We can try out different shows and themes and topics without um, worrying any of our patrons and and their generous contributions. And this is most definitely um, something that is on the edge in terms of tackling topics that are difficult to broach. Absolutely. Um, I would definitely say, um, being a Finley native, I would say this is probably one of the more... um, heavier shows that probably Finley has ever seen, to Mm. be honest with you. So, uh, as we mentioned, this is an original. You wrote this. Um, Tell us a little bit about the the synopsis. Give us a a brief synopsis of uh, Finding Home. Sure. Um, So, in the show, we find that uh, John and Carol Ann, um, father and mother of the Stewart family household, uh, Carol Ann finds out that John has cheated on her with her sister, Sarah. But as it's to save Sarah's life um, by helping her conceive a child for her abusive husband, Bill, it causes a rift in that experience, and mm. it causes a conflict between the the family and the couple of, is what he did right or wrong? And of course, with Carol Ann having depression and anxiety, it sends her into a spiral that she's not able to recover from. And so throughout the show, it ends up tearing the family apart as a whole, and each family member finds their their new home, their new place in the world, and their quote-unquote um, selected family um, for them to live in a better experience. And the show in, in total is kind of a commentary on today's society of our blood family isn't always the healthiest family that we can live in, mm-hmm. and therefore our selected path and family tends to be a little healthier for us to to thrive you mentioned some very weighty issues here you're talking about domestic violence sexual abuse uh depression suicide all topics that you uh tackle in this show as the author why was it important to create a show that centered around those weighty themes for myself, I always, 
have felt that I'm a storyteller first and foremost, whether it be in my dance choreography experience, my directing, my acting, and now even my writing. And I feel that a lot of times, um, a lot of the shows that we are seeing in society today on stage, especially in community theaters, tend to be more um, entertainment service level. Mm-hmm. And I f- and while those all have merit and they all have um, an um, um, appreciation, I don't want it to take away from that. Yeah, I feel as though some of the the heavier shows, some of the more meaningful experiences that help us digest and help us to relate and connect, don't get seen as often. And so this is definitely a show that, as I was writing it, I didn't actually. In- originally intend on it being as heavy as it was Mm -hmm. it just kind of came out of the woodwork and out of my experience of writing um to be what it is and it just felt like it it's a story that needs to be told and all of my cast and production team have said the exact same thing yeah it's a story that needs to be told well that was uh gonna be the question i was wondering about when you present this uh to the folks at the playhouse and say you know, here's here's something. What was the what was the reaction? I mean, was there any? I don't know if this is something that we necessarily want to take on, or did everybody kind of jump in with both feet? There was um, a little bit of a mix, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the folks had this idea of you know this is um, a, an artistry. This is a story that needs to be told and a message that needs to be spread for all the individuals that are dealing with. Um, suicidal thoughts or are dealing with depression and anxiety or mm-hmm. are dealing with X, Y, and Z that the show covers. And so it's it's a thought of, yes, we want to do this. Maybe let's do this as a second stage so that way we have the freedom to do it without the worry of anyone concerned about what they have subscribed yeah. to. Um, and, and knowing full well going in what this is uh, all about uh, yeah. is uh, certainly important. Is that is that the goal uh, to sort of bring this out of the shadows and use this as a, as a vehicle for people to talk about maybe not these experiences per se, but similar experiences that people may have uh, endured or thoughts that people may be having? Absolutely. Um, it, you know, um, throughout my theater courses, because um, my background is in theater and I'm finishing a master's in theater, we a lot of the time we're talking about um, types of theater that not only entertain, but they leave the they have the audience walking out thinking, mm-hmm. talking, yeah, not just humming tunes, not just um, complimenting the jokes, but you know, actually talking about situations that matter or that they're connecting to. And so that's what I really find this show doing. You know, at one point in the show, it, there, there is discussion and there is a flashback memory of a house fire. And if anyone remembers, it actually is a reference back to the house fire that my family went through back in 2015 here in town. Mm. Um, so there are personal memories within the show that people can relate to. And if you've ever lost your home, yeah. it's a moment that you can relate to oh, yeah. and, and, and share with the main characters. The uh, casting this, um, how challenging was that? And how, uh, <laughs> how challenging has it been for the actors to throw themselves into these roles that are, like you said, very much different than a lot of what we see on the stage? I've been very blessed and very fortunate with the cast that we have um, because really um, all but just two have remained the same. Um, They all came in, they they read the script at auditions or previously, and they said, you know, I want to tell the story, I want to do this. And they've given their whole heart to it. And they're doing, I am... I'm honestly more excited about their performance than my work being shown on the stage. Mm-hmm. It is really a beautiful experience that they brought to the show. That's... Only two experiences where one had to leave due to a medical issue of her own, mm-hmm. um, but another had to leave due to uh, a conflict of a, of a, of a emotional nature mm-hmm. between them and the material, which mm-hmm. was entirely understandable. Yeah. Uh, that just speaks to the how powerful uh, this is, uh, I think. Now, you uh, open next week, right? Yep, next weekend. Uh, it's just one weekend, uh, January 12th, 13th, and 14th. 
And tickets are on sale now if folks are interested. Yes, they can go right to the website, fortfinleyplayhouse.org slash tickets. Finding Home, it is a second stage uh, production, the world premiere of an original by Tim Frost, uh, the uh, director of the show with us in the uh, studio this morning. Is this, the, is this your first uh, first effort, first play? Uh, right, to write? To write, full length, yes. So... Are you going to go something a little lighter next time, maybe? Um, it's funny that you say that, actually. I do have another show that I'm already working on at the moment um, called Granny Dot, and it is a comedy about a lovable, lovable grandmother who is very so, creative. And yes, we go so about as complete other as you can be from this yes, one, but a, a really terrific show, and we've got a link up to it on our webpage, goodmornings.net. Tim Frost, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks. And that will finish up our podcast for today. And want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program, of course. Remember, you can get more information on all of the topics that we talk about each day on the program at our webpage. Check us out online at goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, a new thriller from best-selling author Jeffrey Stevens asks the question about government corruption we're dealing with in real time. Are there enemies among us? He'll join us to talk about it. So until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.